0: So what's the most awkward MacGuffin that we could invent? Just like the most uh, unwieldy, awkward MacGuffin that we could come up with.
1: Oh, you're tempting me. I was going to say my penis, but...
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: it is a tricky one. We're always
0: flashing that one. It is unwieldy. It around. The
2: Dark Lord hands.
0: must not get his hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> it is glow-in-the-dark, though. <laughs> what about another creative one? Because the idea of a pig that can, when its snout is pushed into water, it exhales visions. That's pretty unique. As opposed like to like a that. haunted amulet, what 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 can we come up with? A sort of a, la- a lazy dog that when you push its head in water, <laughs> it just
2: makes bubbles.
0: <laughs> the Dark Lord must not have this.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe a guinea pig that that poops something. Like you have to let it poop for quite a while, but it will basically like poop out the letters of where you need to go. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> like
1: the yeah. corner, the and then you
2: eat it, and that's how you gain its knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is just about like a, a slippery bar of sl- of soap? That's it. <laughs> it's so the slippery. Whole, the whole the whole film is everyone trying to get this bar of soap, but everyone going. Whoa! <laughs> People slip on it. It's great.
0: <laughs> then you don't need a script.
1: <laughs> you don't need a script. Go <laughs> to an
0: epic sort of Lord of the Rings style tracking shot of a mountain, <laughs> and i main character just <laughs> trying to catch this bar of soap as it slips a few feet in front of them and we snap
3: cut
2: uh, to Elmer Bernstein just swinging from the rafters. <laughs>
0: Crunchings. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And you've caught us on the tail end of Recommendations Month. And joining us is Ellen Graham of the Baby Beer Podcasts. Introduce
1: yourself, oh, Cauldron Born.
3: For
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: gross. Sorry, I tried to... It's Disgusting. early enough in the morning and I've had enough dair- fake dairy product to be able to do a good... Oh, crunchings and crunchings for Daddy. I'm all terrifying. I have no friends. That's very close. (laughs) Welcome to the comedic sidekick of the One Good Thing podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Ellen's going to stick around and just sort of be the (laughs) um, comic relief. (laughs) Because Christ, does this podcast need it?
1: (laughs) Feel free to insult me um, or call me a coward as much as you like throughout this podcast. (laughs) Even though I'm a very sad, sad figure who has no friends and is all alone.
2: Only if you're going to grow a sort of big blonde mustache like a Cockney bookie.
1: You know it's already there, (laughs) Goodwin.
2: I've
0: seen it. I've felt it's fronds.
1: Well, actually, you know, blonde is a bit of a stretch as an Italian woman. We,
0: (laughs) you know. Oh, Christ. Ellen has requested that we review Disney's 1985 animated fantasy, The Black Cauldron.
1: Legend has it, there was once a king so cruel and so evil that the gods feared him. Since no prison could hold him... He was trapped forever in the
3: form of a great black cauldron. The horned king, that black-hearted devil. Walt Disney Pictures presents
0: The Black Cauldron. Starring Peter Pan, Princess Aurora, and Geppetta.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I thought you wouldn't notice that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But like the soul-drunk versions of them. Yeah. They've been through the, like, the, the mages in Warcraft, and now they're just husks <laughs> of former selves.
0: Oh, God. Well, this is comfortably within most definitions of the Disney Dark Age, generally held to be from the death of Walt Disney in 1969 until the beginning of the Disney Renaissance in 1989. Mm. Um, it was in production for most of the 70s, and it was then delayed for six years because the studio felt it couldn't do realistic uh, enough humans yet. Oh, but six years from now, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Ted working on it. Six We've years. We've
1: got mites <laughs> on Elsa's fucking eyelashes now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. The film then passed hands a number of times and changed a lot in the process. Uh, they eventually made it and held a test screening during which most of the children, and I quote Wikipedia here, in most of the children in the audience fled the theater in terror. <laughs> <laughs> fled. <laughs> they couldn't just close their eyes. They had to get the fuck out of there.
1: That's what I call a good film. Most. I I, I don't know. You know, they say, you know, you're looking for a reaction, good or bad.
0: (laughs) That's what Lars von Trier said when he made his kids films. (laughs) (laughs) To his kid (laughs) every day.
1: (laughs) Just sounds like child rearing. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest. And Uh. it was the 80s. Like, I've, you know, did we not care about children in the 80s? Most of my evidence seems to suggest no. We honestly didn't. (laughs) I think most parents just would sometimes meet their
0: kids down the pub. And I think that's yeah. how the 80s worked.
1: Here's a rusty butter knife. Jimmy the Lock when you come home. I won't be there.
0: <laughs> the film does represent the beginning of a new era for Disney. The year before mm. it was released, Mark Mike Eisner uh, became CEO of Disney and he brought in Jeffrey Katzenberg as... Katzenberg! Uh, Katzenberg Sorry. as chairman. Katzenberg. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> At this point I wanted to have a piffy little line to summarise the impact the two men had on the company. But a couple of hours research in, I suddenly realized this isn't gonna be possible.
1: No, you can't you can't do it. Like I I told you, I had six notes on the production <laughs> six pages of notes on the production of this this fucking thing. And like Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg really did leave like a huge impact on the Disney company, uh mm. as as well as when Katzenberg fucked off. Well, uh, no, got fired and then went to DreamWorks and then tried to ruin Disney from inside yes. in. Which is yeah. fun.
0: I kind of like that. It's like um, Steve Jobs, he's sort of trying to come up with his own computer company in the early 90s. But I don't know, it's weird because it's almost as if the Disney Renaissance happened because the two men hated animation so much.
1: Well, yeah, it did. I, I, I don't know if you've got this in your notes, but like Katzenberg mm. kind of used this to prove a point. Because uh, you yes. talked about it in the Thief and the Cobbler episode, but animation back in Walt's days was kind of stitched together sequences. So people would be mm. like, "Hey, what are you? What scene are you doing over there? Are you you making up this thing? Oh, well, maybe I'll do that over here. Or our, yeah. our sequences don't match what I'm doing uh, over over what you're doing over there. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Um, and it was done like that. They didn't go from a script. They would go yeah. from storyboards. Yes. Um, which allows you to put a lot of detail into the, the ah. movement and the animation, mm. but um, works really only for really simple stories like, you know, fairy stories. Or yeah, fairy it's not tales, for an like.
0: epic fantasy style thing.
1: No. And, Ka- yeah, Katzenberg yeah. was like, I don't like this animation, uh, what you call it in here. I think it's dumb <laughs> and stupid and should be done cheap and quick. And yes. he was kind of right.
0: It, it seems know. so. He moved them to a shittier studio in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Glendale. In
0: Glendale, the middle of nowhere. Come at me, Glendale fans. <laughs> <laughs> a little thing that indicates where all our listeners are. There's one point in Glendale that goes off. <laughs> um, they moved them to a shittier, shittier digs, cut their budget, and assisted they make projects, you know, twice as fast, not really caring if they lived or died, kind of hoping they would yeah. die so that they could just focus on their live action stuff.
1: And that made yeah. them better. It did. Not for this film. <laughs> not for, um... it was
0: too late for this film. But it, you have to yeah. separate the wheat from the chaff, don't you? <laughs> it's like Whiplash. Katzenberg's in there over the animator's um thing, hitting a cowbell. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anime! <laughs>
1: Um, They got
2: J.K. Simmons to to motivate (laughs) as well. He actually does look a bit like J.K. Simmons. Hates animation.
1: And he also, Katzenberg literally cut 12 minutes from this film. Yes, why 12 minutes?
3: Himself, (laughs) himself. yeah.
1: Yeah, because he came in while it was already in production And he's like, I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Um, Can we get like cover shots or, you know, outtakes? Yeah. Like this isn't a fucking live action
0: film. We don't animate outtakes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What are we, Pixar? We don't spend Um,
0: a day animating a shot we're not going to use.
1: Yeah. And he's like, well, I need you to cut 10 minutes from it. And um, Joe Hale, the director, was like, what? No, we can't do that. And he was like rolling up his sleeves. Yeah. And he basically <laughs> went in and started probably with a big sh- like garden shears, cutting, yeah. cutting, cutting. <laughs> and um, he actually cut 12 minutes from this film, he not did. 10.
0: But it's just so weird that he came into this 90-minute film and thought, no, this shit's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to <laughs> yeah. get that thing. Parents aren't going to be- gonna sit for that long.
1: It needs to be faster. It's
0: the parents who want it for that <laughs> long. The kids are sat there trying to watch. The parents are like, I wanna yeah. go.
1: <laughs> and we need to we need to dose the popcorn with cocaine. That's it. <laughs> now we're in the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just
0: bizarre because some of the things he cut, he cut because they were too frightening and scary, which he didn't like. And he thought that would alienate families, some <laughs> meanwhile they're driven <laughs> crying and screaming from the screens.
3: And he
1: was against that for some reason. <laughs> for some
0: reason. <laughs> Look, it's good for them. The only problem with that screen with that test screening is they hadn't locked the doors.
1: So <laughs> you, you, you must not avert your eyes. <laughs> exactly.
0: Werner Herzog was there. He cried a single tear as the children ran past him. <laughs> 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 then he ate them. <laughs> yeah. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> I
3: need their power.
0: So <laughs> anyway needed <laughs> in terms of critical reviews somebody at timeout magazine said unattributed just some guy he was in A the man. office could have been Mark care mode as usual it is technically excellent but the charm characterization and sheer good humor that made features like pinocchio and jungle book so enjoyable are sadly absent I and mean, it, it, you know pinocchio's 1942 jungle book 1968 or so you know, it's easy to say, yeah. "Oh, it's not as good as these two films that were made a- almost a hundred years apart." I don't know maths. <laughs> <laughs> also, give or
2: take. Give also, a take.
1: is it technically good? Because there's a lot of really sloppy reanimated <laughs> scenes. I would say, yeah, where clearly everything's been cut, and they've had to like just do <laughs> yeah. a little doodle yeah. to place it in. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm calling you out, whoever that critic was. <laughs>
0: whoever you are, no wonder you wanted to remain anonymous. <laughs> Assassin from Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> Get out of here! Hey, where are you going? <laughs> oh well, well, faceless agent of revenge. <laughs> Writing reviews for timeout. Um, as <laughs> is actually how he's attributed. <laughs> Meanwhile, public reacted similarly badly. Emma Star symbol over at Amazon in her review titled it "Didn't order it" and says "Didn't order it."
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, did she lie? She didn't
0: order it. <laughs> Do you know once when I was in my late teens, somebody sent a copy of The Godfather to our house and we we didn't order it. We did not order The Godfather, but it just showed up. And we wondered if um, like a fish was due to follow
1: and they wanted to make sure yeah, we got I the reference. Yeah, I was going to say, as, a, as an Italian, uh, that was the, um, the uh, uh, American Italian Critics Association <laughs> sending you a warning, mate.
0: It's a message from the Cabrinis. It means that... Um, <laughs> To- that Tony Fist's the uh I mean, seen the Godfather. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um Disney has to date made sixty nine animated features. Nice. Nice. Uh, including nice. Uh including the straight to DVD features. Um now, when you rank all of these things by Rotten Tomato Meter, the black cauldron appears at Any guesses? On a list of sixty nine? Fifty eight. No fifty.
1: Um I might say Forty
0: five. goodman was closer, remarkably close, with
1: fifty-six
0: was the right answer. Oh. Oh. Just behind Pocahontas and just ahead of this is gonna hurt a little. The seventies Robin Hood film. Golly, what a day. It's,
1: <laughs> people have um uh, uh, rightly reacted to to how many furries it spawned so while the film oh yeah may that's be true i was wonderful. thinking of pocahontas
0: like the raccoon
1: oh. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's weird ellen that raccoon fucks all right <laughs> don't come at me
0: <laughs> please don't anyone who wants to respond to that it has 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 on IMDb, and lost about $20 million at the box office at least, nearly bankrupting Disney in the process. Ellen, you broken down minstrel. Yes. <laughs> Why have you asked us to climb willingly into the cauldron?
1: Um, mainly because I hate you guys and I want to see you suffer. No, I'm kidding. I no, um... we say that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I discovered this when I was, like, a teenager. You know how you're kind of, like, you're breaking away from convention and you want to try and figure out yourself and figure out what you yeah, and like. Get the edgy and stuff. And you're, yeah. you're kind of drawn to those cult classics as, as mm. a, as a um, kind of reaction of that. Yeah. And a lot of people, well, there's, like, a, a small minority that, that quite likes this movie or maybe likes mm. what it represents, a, a darker, stranger, uh, more ambitious Disney mm. Um and I read a lot about it, and I was like, "Oh man, this sounds this sounds awesome!" And, and a princess, a Disney princess, I didn't even know about with a weird oh, so Welsh name. Fuck yeah. yeah! And um and and so I found it when I was about maybe twelve or thirteen, and I mm. and I got the family round. I'm like, "We're gonna watch the Black Cauldron," and I, I bet it's gonna be great because it's a cult classic. And then I watched it, and I was just kind of like, um, I don't know. Maybe I guess bad <laughs> things it, it are good. I, I guess because it's unpopular that makes it good. I Oh no. <laughs> guys, guys,
0: try enjoying it ironically.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe in this day and age because I'm a big Disney fan. I, I do Disney princesses for work and I I'm When you say
0: you do fan. Disney princesses for yeah, work. Yeah, immediately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. Uh everyone <laughs> look me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're at she's
3: at
0: um ellenfoxdisneyprincesses.com. It's, Debbie um, does Aurora.
1: <laughs> 16 and over. De- um, Debbie
0: does Disney. Jesus.
1: <laughs> Debbie does Disney. Um, And I just, I, I guess maybe in this Disney malaise of just acquiring rights and franchises, like mm. Katzenberg and Eisenhower were dickheads, but I, I admired a time in the company when they had verve and ambition. Yeah. And I think it's really important to see things fail. Like this was a big
3: failure.
1: Mm, it was. Um, And it nearly tanked the Disney company. And yep. you think from where we are today, to think, wow, this could have ended.
0: <laughs> How different Fuck. cinema would be had it been just a little bit
3: worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. plus um, I'm Not a necessarily big in a good way. fan for mm. messy drama and I love messy bitches and the production on this thing is, yeah. is worthy of its own podcast, really. <laughs> Did like, you say messy, just...
2: pitches.
3: Or <laughs> messy pitches? Messy bitches,
1: <laughs> Messy pitches. It was a dig at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A precious Star
0: Wars. <laughs> well that all sounds very dramatic uh yeah. what
1: happens in the black
0: cauldron the
1: black cauldron yeah. um it's a it, it's actually an adaption of a mm. fantasy novel a series pentology. called the chronicles of prydane Prida- Predane, mm. yes mm. uh I, I think they cobbled together this from like the, the first, first and second
2: two. books yeah, yeah first two books
1: yeah. yeah i think the author wasn't too mad lloyd alexander because he was no. like yeah, there's nothing like my books i don't give a fuck yeah yeah he was
0: actually quite nice like about, it. about it he was like this is nothing like my books but i do quite like it which is you know really yeah. benevolent take note ursula le guin
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so we open on a spookily sinister voice uh with a spookily sinister black cauldron um, uh, and it kind of introduces the the uh, the titular role of the black cauldron <laughs> as uh, this very very powerful magical um, object that uh, contains the soul of this this um, really evil dude. I don't know. I didn't quite remember. Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> come up
0: again, does it? There's an evil dude in there, but the point is, <laughs> um, if you put things into it, they become like living dead or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it it has the
1: yeah. ability to. To make life and, and yeah, yeah. insane, and powerful, it do spooky object. shit.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna get puppies out of it unless you want undead no. puppies, <laughs> <laughs> which we all do. I
1: mean, uh, oh, if this if I was the horned king, I would just be putting dead puppies in and getting live skeleton puppies. Oh, my I'm army! Aww. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what puppies do, I <laughs> make cat noises. So I don't know what puppies do.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: What's a puppy noise? A puppy noise.
1: Yeah, this film has got a huge, and I think a lot of old <laughs> Disney films had this problem of like, like very, uh, of bad tonal cuts. Like we'd sure. have something really creepy and whatever, oh, and then yeah. smash cut to. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's Disney's. It's the death of Disney's mum. It's Bambi's mum. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, followed by Spring. It's that's yeah. That's and a messy messy
0: whimsy is what I'd say this
2: film has. Messy whimsy
0: is some uh, my porn name. I
2: just—it's <laughs> a—it's a—it's a terrible <laughs> porn name that no one will go and see ever. It's like I just—I just fucked this slave to death with a sword.
1: Why oh, <laughs> telling me that I'm such a Ooh. silly girl now? This Goodness film. Gracious. <laughs> <laughs> the so film. then we meet our main character and his oh, dad, Taran. Walder Frey, <laughs> Taran, who is a, an assistant yes. pig keeper. Peter Pan, um, as I shall and, refer to him. Yeah, <laughs> and his old man friend Dauben. I was just thinking. What
3: if the war's over and I never had the chance to fight? Hmm, and a good thing too. War isn't a game. People get hurt.
1: But I'm not afraid. Ouch!
0: Walder Frey. It's isn't not his a dad? name, is it?
1: I guess Dorbin is a pig keeper, if Tarin is the assistant. I don't know. I, I See assume he was like a pig
0: keeper, thank you very much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the CEO.
0: <laughs> anyway, our hero is very mean to a pig, some geese, and a goat for a bit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he sucks. Uh, he straight up sucks. I hate he's him. really, yeah, he's a bad guy.
3: Look at me, hen. I can do it. Ha! Run, you coward. <laughs>
0: but he, um, he eventually brings the pig in. And they have a pig vision, because it's an oracular pig. It can see the future. It can see things. Yes. Oracular pig.
1: I will never find the word oracular more Fucking funny.
0: hell. It's one of my good things, genuinely, is amazing. Yeah, same. Oracular.
2: <laughs> you are the keeper
0: of this oracular pig. But, yeah, he gets a vision, which implies that the pig is wanted by the evil Horned Lord, or Horned King, or whatever.
1: Horned King, yeah. Oh.
0: long and um at this point um Walder is like take this pig to mordor and cast him into the <laughs> fires of no not really he says take take this pig to safety because he's not safe here where should I take him I don't know just don't go towards the only place that's actively trying to capture him which way is that
1: <laughs> uh... yeah he is a tiny piece of bread even though I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep i'm keeping most of this for me
1: yeah i cut a slice off of this huge loaf i you um, you that and an apple and i gave you a tiny piece and an apple <laughs> so you can make an apple even sandwich even though i've still got the hot the rest of the whole loaf plus in the matte painting of of the uh of the cottage there is like another loaf sitting on a chair <laughs> that's, that's my dinner loaf. Being used
0: <laughs> two loaves a day keeps the doctors away <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so we, know. yeah, the Horned King is looking for Henwin because uh, she can reveal to him where the Black Cauldron is. Taran has one fucking job yeah. and he loses Henwin because... Yeah. the pig. <laughs> he's just fucking around. Yeah. And then we meet... Gollum!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. We meet Gollum, <laughs> which <laughs> really fucking <laughs> took me by surprise.
3: Give poor starving groovy, munchings and crunchings. Nice apple. Oh boy, what a juicy apple. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I was just being possessed (laughs) by the spirit of a rascal who's looking for apples, which he calls munchings (laughs) and crunchings.
0: And the Ring Um, of Power.
1: Yeah. We all go, ah, and Taran goes, ah, fuck you. (laughs) You fucking slag.
0: You're a coward. Get away from me.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this stage, <laughs> actually, yes, just
0: before that, the pig does get captured by two terrible evil bird things because it turns out that the little cottage is like five minutes walk away from the land of eternal fucking shadow.
1: Yeah, it's um, prime real estate. Um, They're called Gwythants, I think. Gwithens? Oh, right.
0: Well, they're awesome. Yeah. It's one of the best parts of the film, those fucking things. They're great. And they capture the pig. Yes.
1: Don mm. Bluth, um, who came ah. on and left this project, is responsible for that. That um, sequence. Scene. Oh, With man. The Gwythens, who look like basically small dragons yeah. or pterodactyls, and they basically, like, yeah, grab Henwyn uh, as Tarren's running after her. Yeah. Um, okay. So you had one. God, job you really time. can't help but
2: feel that Don Bluth, if, if they'd have all just stuck together, this could have been an okay film. <laughs>
3: stick but up. then we wouldn't uh, have had Pebble th- and the Penguin. Let's stick together. That's true.
0: <laughs> We do a lot of animated films. Jesus. Oh, my yeah. one better thing was um, actually already used by planes. Because <laughs> uh, this is way more applicable. But anyway. Um...
1: Goodness gracious. Yeah, so um, now Tara needs to go get Henwin from the spooky See? castle. Um, yeah. He's like, Gergi, are you coming? You piece of shit. And Gurgi's <laughs> like, no. He's like, well, fuck you then. I hate you. You're no friend. You're just a, a miserable coward.
2: Good, I hope you die, you fuckface.
0: <laughs> He's over here, everyone! Kill it! Yeah. Um, he sneaks yeah, in no wh- problem. He just yeah. gets in. He's in the rafters yeah. right above where all of the skeevy-looking pirates are celebrating their slave girls. Come yeah.
3: in, kids!
1: Give us a kiss, <laughs> last... Oh, it's been years since these lips of mine has touched another face. I don't
0: know. There's just
2: that's a lot of rowdy. A lot-
1: She's a
0: lovely one. Touch faces <laughs> oh, with right. me! Put your face on mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all very rowdy. And then yeah. record scratch when the Horned King comes in. Uh-huh. Um, and basically he's like, bring the pig out. <laughs> <Just>
3: <laughs> bring like, the really pig to me. Hard to
1: sound, <laughs> really hard to sound spooky. He's got a little henchman um, creeper who's in an abusive relationship with the Horned King. He's oh. <laughs> um, like a little goblin <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's a little goblin uh, fuck. Yeah, and he's like, "Get this pig to tell me the future." <laughs> and it's like- work the pig,
0: and he can't do it. But at this stage, Town falls out of the fucking rafters, and he can work the pig. So um, he gets to yeah. show. He shows him a picture of the black cauldron, but he can't zoom out. He can't like do the pinching <laughs> motion to show where exactly wait, it is. Wait, enhance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> double click. Rotate
0: 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> this thing sucks.
1: This file is going to (laughs) compress. I have to wait five minutes. Oh, damn it. So he's got the first part, but then before he can get to the part of now tell me where it is, he just spookily creeps up on Taran for no fucking (laughs) reason.
0: I've got to get better at approaching people. Interpersonal skills, that counsellor told me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which causes Taran to freak out, Um, spilled the water on the Horn King, which, like I don't know, it it hurts him. Yes, it Uh does. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh, I didn't use water again. He's sulfuric acid.
1: <laughs> Henwind's immune. <laughs> they have a big chase scene. Um, they get to the top, but yeah. like, they're all coming in. So Taran pushes the pig off.
0: Yeah, he really fucking struggles to get it off that thing. <laughs> He's probably wishing at this stage that it was a magic ring or a golden fleece or something. <laughs> it's really unwieldy. <laughs> Take this stack of rocks to the fires of Mount Doom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Well, she had been eating a lot of rocks that day. Um, Yeah, he pushes her into the moat, uh, but he gets captured uh, in in the in between. I don't know. The Horn King has just really fucked up all of his plans because he needs both Taran and the pig. He's got one of
0: them. Yeah, and Taran isn't much good without the pig, to be honest. It's um, Taran isn't much good. very much a pianist without a pig. So without a (laughs) pian, without a pian. But, as luck would have it, a beautiful princess is escaping at the exact same moment as all this. And so she decides... A beautiful husk of nothing.
1: Princess I, I do hope there aren't any rats in here. Well, not that I really mind them, you know. But they do jump out at one, so... Don't expect to see me in the Disney canon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm literally nothing. I've got, I, bring, I bring nothing to this. Well, we'll, we'll define then, says Taran.
1: But I have more agency <laughs> than
0: most Disney princesses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Weird
2: that there's a trade-off there, hey
1: Yeah She's, she, They give her, like, more agency And then immediately give her nothing to do For the rest of this film <laughs> Personality or
2: function yeah. Go on you. then, you choose the adventure Oh, we'll do this Alright, go on, there's nothing there for you Do you know what, yeah. fuck it Let's
0: not look for the pig That's probably fine Let's do yeah. something else And the Horn King will just have to find him himself, the prick
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: literally, you brought him to him
1: She's got a bauble, which is never explained Don't worry about it Powered uh, by CGI women a little magical bauble that chases away rats. That seems to be its only function at this point. <laughs> Very
2: niche, but yeah. it's, like that it's almost like she wanted to get captured in that castle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as they're looking for a way out, they find a royal tomb, which has a yep. magic sword, uh, which Taran then takes, and it it, it comes in handy because it's capable of like defending yeah. his sorry ass. Well, one thing um, is he takes
0: the sword and then in the very next, he, he picks it up saying, wow, a sword. I wonder if it's fr- belonging to this king. And then in the very next <laughs> scene, she's like, where'd you get that sword? was <laughs> uh, you listening to me back there? I was like five feet away from you talking loudly about the sword I found. I
1: wasn't listening. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Princess Ailonmi listens a lot to what Tyron <laughs> says. Otherwise she would be... Uh... It's kind of easy to tune you out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, sorry, what did you say? Wait, what did you say? Wait, what did you say? What did you say? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so, um, old Geppetto comes in. Yeah, they find yeah.
3: fucking
0: Geppetto. He's been swallowed by a whale, and here he is. I'm
1: a spy. I'm a bard. I, I, I sing. I, I, I entertain. I... I... Oh,
0: careful, sir. These are the hands of an artist. Um, with his, with his weird lute that sometimes destrings itself when he lies...
1: Yeah, because it's a liar. Uh,
0: No. Uh, uh. (laughs) Did you just say no? I nearly went along with that. (laughs) No! I nearly went along with that. Oh, that makes sense. But then I thought about it for half a second longer than that and was like, no, 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 no. That's not a... a, That doesn't explain that.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, they escape the castle... Um, Using the magic sword yep. uh, And Flam gets bit on the bum And we laugh
0: <laughs> Oh brilliant oh, great. Uh, Well uh, they all They have a little <laughs> bit of a They have a character moment They have the character moment of the film uh, When they all hang out in the forest And have a bit of a dynamic for one scene um, um, By
1: dynamic, do you mean arsehole? Yeah, during (laughs) this
0: one scene of them bonding, Peter Pan manages to upset Princess Aurora with his casual misogyny, so she goes off to cry.
1: Well, I got us out of the castle, didn't
0: I? Phew! I'd say it was the sword's magic.
1: But it takes a great warrior to handle a sword like this. (laughs) But still, it is a magic sword. Ha! What does a girl know about swords anyway? Yeah, (laughs) it's also like a very strangely... Strong reaction, and I thought my memory of this scene mm. was that he called her a scullery maid or something.
0: Oh, um, right, because meant does to it like, later. Yeah,
1: yeah, because she's meant to be like a scullery maid, like kidnapped in a scullery, like used as, um, you know, a scullery maid in the castle. Oh, right, uh, but basically, he's just like, shut up, you're a girl, and what she's does like, a girl know about <laughs> adventure? <laughs> 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 yeah, like, like she. Re- like, there's one line she reacts really strong to, which is like, she's just a silly girl, even if she is a princess. And really, princess <gasps> is the thing that makes her go.
2: <laughs> um, which <is laughs> You said you'd dis- never turn that back on me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in confidence.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it gives me. Even though I said I'm Princess Ailoni, um that is our word. It gives me, yeah, it gives me the sense that maybe her kingdom is all dead. I don't know. Oh. I was like, what a bizarre yeah. thing to get really upset about. Well, apparently
0: the other fucker is royalty as well in the books. Never come. And I, I read some passage that said either his royal heritage has been removed or it just doesn't come up.
1: Scene deleted. He might have been a king. He might have been a king. Yeah. So- Googie comes back. Yay! Yay! Gogi uh, comes back
0: and he finds tracks, which leads them to a bunch of little folk,
1: <laughs> the fair folk. Yeah, the fair
0: folk. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. So th- there's like a whirlpool that allows you to like get into their caves, Great. I guess. Yeah. Um, and it turns out, yeah, the the fair folk have Henwin. Um, yeah. And they got it. They a had it. Rumpy old time. man fairy called Dolly, who's the besi- like the uh, sultan of. Um, Acrobot. belabored retail worker of this film <laughs> they
0: tell them that there's there's they, where the cauldron is i think and also the fact that you know these women will tell them how to destroy it and so they go off on their journey and it's like good luck destroying the cauldron oh we'll take your pig home by the way my like, what oh <laughs> fuck. yeah yes my pig okay yes please do that please take him home <laughs> that's right i knew there was something about my entire point of this whole story yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, they, they pull a Moana and the pig is no longer appearing in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really dumb me dirty. I'm tired, Disney, all right? I'm tired. It's not of called
2: the pig in the cauldron, is it? <laughs> it Should have been though.
1: In my film it, it is been. Uh yeah, so they say that the, the cauldron is in Morva and uh it's just out the back dolly will get it for you um so poor dolly has to fucking uh, uh you know lead these people to morva which um yeah. is a it, ha- it has a creepy little cottage full of frogs yeah. because three witches live there and and like to turn people into frogs and then eat them yeah seems uh inefficient cuz you'd get what? more <laughs> yeah. meat if you just <laughs> yeah, ate yeah, them then, hey they're out. they're trying to lose yeah. weight Trying to reduce,
0: you know? Eat a whole human. Jesus. We turn him into (laughs) a lekkin.
1: Yeah. And like a a lot of old school um, animations, when I guess. (laughs) Look, before a lot of people shipped things off to Korea to get animated, most animation was done by horny old white men.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, because at this stage, Hocus Pocus show up. (laughs) And um, Geppetto gets to spend some time in Caffeine Jimmy's boobs.
1: Yeah. Quite a lot of time. And you know what? I was like, hang on, this is animated. Someone had to Carefully
0: draw these tits.
2: These a- tits
1: bouncing, bouncing up against each other. It's almost like. That was like a, tit those, um,
2: <laughs> a titty A yeah,
1: it's, it's almost like those Newtons. Uh, what do you call it? Like the little clacky balls that you put on, on desks. <laughs> it's like, there's like a few scenes where they like, yeah, they bounce inwards and then side to side. Oh, God, and I'm like. And of all the things, Jeffrey Katzenberg, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, this left, is essential. Kids left are love this. He clearly ten seconds of just tits bouncing in this children's <laughs> film. You have made
0: me picture a fucking desk toy for an executive in which all five of the little steel balls are replaced by somewhat realistic boobs. And you lift the far one up and drop it, and it just sort of smushes into the others. Yeah. and it's the worst thing I've ever thought about in my life.
2: <laughs> they, 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 they don't cause that sort of that reaction of sending the the f- opposite ball in the other direction. They just kind of smush together and wobble a bit. Yeah, exactly. Like they're in dead or alive.
0: They just go. Oh. There's like slud, a slight thud sound as the and end it slaps into the next one. And that sort of. But no, the <laughs> other one does not go. That timpani yeah.
2: noise plays.
1: <laughs> yeah, weird to think that how much of animation has been driven Like how many, um, you know, forays into different physics And different styles of animation And, and weight and, and time and place Have all been because of boobs Yeah You've well, yeah. you got
2: Miyazaki obsessing over Like the, the, the falling of a sliced tomato And then you've got Katzenberg yeah. being like Yeah, good, can you, can you put in more titties? <laughs> the question we need to ask is Howard Izaya Takahata. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was the other yeah. one. I couldn't remember his name though, so I thought I'd just say it. Yeah, Izaya yeah. Takahata. <clears throat> to obsess over
0: food. That's it. Yeah, but he does animate. What about yeah. the- he does animate a boob though? There's a bit in um, the tale yeah. of Princess Kaguya where she whips out a dip in order to um, uh, yeah. breastfeed the um, little princess. Ah. so there
1: you go. Yeah, I was also going to say, don't you remember the like turnip spirit? Is it the turnip, the radish spirit in uh, Spirited Away? He had some big old titties. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's all true, isn't it?
1: I remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so confused, Takahata. You didn't even make Spirited Away. Get <laughs> out so of confused. here. You came in for that one scene. Oh,
1: goodness. Yeah. The radish must so, have titsy Anyway, Anyway, th- these, these three haunt up old biddies yeah. um, have the black cauldron, but they are v- very um, good. Uh, uh, businesswomen, I will say, and they are only only going to trade the black cauldron, and they they want Taran's magical sword, yeah. um, which he does relent after Gergi gives up all that means anything to him in his Aww. life, and they just snatch it away. They laugh at him. Yeah, and la- laugh. All right, fine. Um, Our low self esteem
0: is really going to come in handy later on.
1: <laughs> the witches know full well that they can't really do anything with the black cauldron, so they're they're banking on getting this sword, and as soon as they realize they can't do anything with the cauldron, they're going to get it back for free. Mm. Uh, because it only stops, it's indestructible, so they can't destroy it like they planned, uh, but its evil magic can be stopped if someone willingly climbs in and sacrifices themselves. Yeah. Um, y- yikes! Gurgi <laughs> <laughs> well, no. says as he's about to have a little bath. Gurgi's
0: just like, so who are we going to sacrifice? And everyone just kind of quietly steps away from him. which is
1: weird because there's so many arbitrary characters in this film who do we know who sucks where's that pig so yeah (laughs) at this stage um at this stage they all get captured right yeah because the h king the h king i've got hk in all my notes um the horned king was playing the long game because he uh was not so upset about tyrant Escaping, rather, he sent the the Gwythants after him because he knew that Taran was going to basically lead him to the he Black Cauldron. They should have just gone and done something else.
0: <laughs> Go on any other adventure. Send the pig home. Nobody cares about that,
1: and everything would have been fine. How dare you! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only want Henwyn in this
2: <laughs> film. <laughs> it could have just been an hour and a half of Henwyn reacting to things. <laughs> yeah. I that that was enough for me. <laughs>
1: <Look> <laughs> I'm a five stars
0: said time out and yeah. <laughs> a, a
2: faceless assassin ass. and time
0: out.
1: Uh, sometimes sometimes <laughs> I just want some animated pigs, you know? Um, yeah, so basically the Horned King, he's got the stages of his plan all working. Yes. They're captured and strung up in the dungeon. Not Gergi, though, because he's a little uh, cowardly rascal. Oh, we
0: underestimated him. Clearly oh, shit.
1: He slips Fuckface away. Um, but basically the Horned King starts <laughs> his plan. He throws his skeleton friends in <laughs> skeleton the friends. cauldron. <laughs> Jeffrey.
0: Jonathan. <laughs> Keith the skeleton. <laughs> Bony Bill. He's not called that because he's a skeleton. Wink.
1: Then the cauldron born are born, and these skeletons start to come to life. And even though the Horn King had a living army, he yeah, just wants this is much better. Fire them. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to replace them with skeletons. Uh, so, But with this
0: living dead army, he can finally defeat the forces of that old man in the cottage. <laughs>
1: yeah, I really am unsure about what's actually holding the Horned King he back. He seems to have it all working for Because he has an army. He has a castle. He's an idiot. Um, <laughs> He's got great um, bone structure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what
3: he... <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> you know
1: what he doesn't have, though? That pig. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. He just really love
3: pigs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if it was like the last unicorn? Like, have you guys seen The Last Unicorn? No,
2: I've not seen it.
1: Uh, Because the thing in that is that the the king of the film has been basically capturing all the unicorns, not for any specific evil purpose, but because he's so depressed that he's like, Maybe looking at these things will give me a little bit of joy. What if it was like that? And the Horned King is just like, I just want a pet.
0: (laughs) What if he was just trying to, very much like Thanos in the comic books, courting death? What if all of this is just an attempt for the Horned King to impress that pig?
1: Uh, That's why she Uh was so saucy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why won't you acknowledge Uh... me? (laughs) Playing hard to get. (laughs) I did everything right. You got some problems, Horned King. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta think
2: about your relationship to pigs. True, nice guys <laughs> finish last.
1: <laughs> My type, be... oracular pigs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God,
1: are you a pig? Yes. Are you oracular? No. <laughs> so he, he
0: sets <laughs> I'll off. I keep you, but meh. he sets he sets off with his army, and he says, he's like to the <laughs> other people, I shall leave you helplessly tied up next to the only thing that can defeat me.
1: <laughs> I mean. Pharaoh, because they weren't going to let themselves loose at any point. They've just accepted this themselves. <laughs> I love his. Is it just dying. me? What does? What's the
0: princess's name?
1: Ilong. Ilongwe.
0: Is, is it just me? or does Peter Pan have a kind of shitty reaction to her? Where he's just like, I didn't plan for it to end this way, Ilongwe. I hadn't planned it to end like this, Ilongwe. Like, yeah. I tried my best, Ilongwe. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't my A scenario either.
2: I don't think that was intentional. I think it's the I fact expe- that, I think that the the voice actor was not very good.
1: <laughs> no. There is the I risk actually of that. expected to die much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Gollum's
0: alive, so uh, he he comes in.
1: He frees him, yeah. And he frees everyone.
3: <laughs> 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 <Jesus>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <pause> <laughs> Different property. Um... get out of here Get out of here,
0: Andy Circus. You can do the
2: voice. Taron comes in and fires a shotgun into the roof. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. So he releases them, and Tyrone is going to end this by sacrificing himself into the cauldron. Yeah. Gergi stops him, um, and in possibly the same in an <laughs> act
0: of real self-loathing.
3: Tyrion has molleflints.
2: Gergi has fronts.
3: no! Don't jump! Wait!
1: Yeah, the depressing logic is um ha- uh, Why was that French? But <laughs> <laughs>
0: has I me- <laughs> friends.
1: But I have done. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I outrageous and disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I take my life. <laughs> my life. So yeah, he jumps. He jumps into the fucking cauldron, and explodes.
1: Yeah, and the cauldron and the cauldron born just fall apart and some lie down there was one frame of animation where like <laughs> one of the skeletons just kind of like lowers himself oh, to the ground know. as if he was taking a nap but i thought that was very funny <laughs> oh. oh well you know what it was a good it was a good 5 seconds i had but uh <laughs> that's it for me <laughs> keith the skeleton yeah and the the horn king is like oh fuck and he he goes to Kill Taran? I don't know. I don't know how he was going to get the Black Cauldron working. I don't know what his plan is. What even happens? I don't know why he does anything in this build. But uh, he's angry at Taran and he's like, I'll kill you. Um, But then a light shove. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because everything is getting sucked into the Black Cauldron. That's that's right. right. It's like this little vacuum. And the Horn King is like moving towards him, even though he he can tell that everything's about to get sucked into the cauldron. And he's like fighting the force of that as he's approaching Taran. And Taran just kind of like kicks him back a little bit. And He basically just gets sucked in syndrome style <laughs> yeah. into the black cauldron. I'll teach him. And it's like a light breeze, honestly. Like, it's just it's like... All,
2: he's bu- all bone with no tendons. Yeah, or that's true. There's no such thing as a power stance when you're a skeleton.
1: <laughs> he suffers almost like explosive decompression from the black cauldron, and it sucks all of his innards out. And like he does have skin, which yeah. is so weird because he <laughs> keeps it on the inside. He has skin. <laughs>
0: The real yeah, skin was in the inside. In...
1: <laughs> That's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. Oh shit, it's got Ah <laughs> Pigs. Well at least I've still got my personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what the pigs love.
1: <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, so he's sucked live. in and the castle is all falling apart. Yeah. They get the fuck out of Dodge, um, on a on a boat, <sighs> and they um basically end up in Morver again where the witches were um and Great. the black cauldron comes back and they're they're looking at it and the witches want it back and they're like oh well, I see you uh, you've got this black cauldron and it did n- did nothing for you so I'll just I'll just take it off your hand that's fine no I'll just <laughs> you know what? I'll just take it off your hand it's fine um Hold on. I've got to skip out the front <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um they're like hang on yeah let's no you, you want to we're not gonna give this away for free <laughs> the most important um, thing in the world so,
0: the most dangerous fucking yeah. <laughs> thing that there ever was you're not getting this for free. We want our little fucking Gollum back.
1: The warranty's (laughs) still there. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so they tempt Tyron with the magic sword to trade for the cauldron, but he says, I just really want Gergi back so I can verbally assault him just one more time.
0: (laughs) I wish he had the sword. The sword was really cool. The animation on it was great. I was hoping for him to get the sword back. (laughs) I was really genuinely bummed when the sword got taken off him. I was like, oh no, (sighs) there's not going to be any more action sequences with the sword.
1: But that means the film will be over, Paul. <laughs> don't you want it to end?
0: I wanted him to fight the Night King, and for it to be a big, cool, epic showdown. And I don't know what theme <laughs> means.
1: Paul, Paul, you, <laughs> you've uh, you've faded into a different podcast. Oh shit! It's a different it episode. Happens. So Gergi's alive. Yay. Um, Yay! The film's over. He forces and Peter to confirm, Pan. And Aurora to we kiss. check. Yeah, we check in with Dolly, the grumpy old pixie. Oh fuck and yeah! He's like, yep. <laughs> And that, that, that's all, folks. Can I have some of your bread? No. The <laughs> I'm tiny. I only need a crumb. Mm, <laughs> nah.
0: <laughs> ain't getting it. It's my dinner bread.
1: <laughs> that
0: was the film. And it's, I mean, what we didn't articulate there, there's a fair amount of story. And it's a kind of meandery kind of story. Yes. Wanders about the place a bit. Um, I would say I quite liked it. There are some problems. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's entirely fair to put all of those down to Katzenberg. Because no, yes, no, there is no. some no, only terrible cut- edited stuff. Yeah, there's some terrible editing. There is that. <laughs> and the pacing is too fast for my liking. Because I watched the making of thing, he literally would cut out frames. He would cut out like, oh this character just stands still for a moment. Let's cut that. You know. It's like literally, yeah, it's yeah. like you and me editing the podcast in like episodes one and two given where we'd like, huh, I took a breath here, let's cut that out. So we can yeah. get this under forty-five minutes. I still cut out breaths. <laughs> I hate
2: the sound of breathing, especially yours.
1: I only come down hard on Katzenberg because he's a fucking maniac, and yeah, he yeah. does seem to be. But <laughs> but, but he right. he was right, um, particularly about this movie, and it had particularly its own because problems. everything that led to this movie, it, it was just like the perfect schism building up in the Disney company because they said. There were like four different camps of animators and already we know the way that they would go about making these animated films with no set story from the beginning is nuts and crazy. Mm. And yes, in the old days meant that they were able to spend, you know, 15 hours airbrushing like Pinocchio, like the the different and the matte paintings. Yeah, fucking
0: thinking about it, Pinocchio is very meandery, isn't it? He's going yes. to school, then he gets distracted, then he goes to this place, then he gets <laughs> swallowed by a fucking whale? Yeah. I huh, never really but- put that together before. Bambi as well. It's like halfway through the movie, oh, the mum's dead. Okay, now he's old and all his friends are getting laid and he's sad.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> But yeah. what it Zero. does, what those films do have for them is just really... Um, Charm masterful animation because yep. they had the time. They had the time and they had the, the talent and the energy and the passion. And right. after Walt died, it was kind of floundering, floundering, floundering. And then we had camps of um, what they call Walt's nine old men who were kind of like <laughs> the old animators who had been there from the beginning and they were basically ready. They were waiting to retire almost. Then you The fucking the, ring the race is who- what
0: I'm picturing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes exactly all nine of them
0: we need to value profit over a creative talent
1: Shh. um <laughs> then we've got the I young people the the people who had been there a while but they hadn't really been able to strut their stuff because they're waiting to take that old man position and then you've got like <laughs> you some of that old man of- action
0: <laughs> cut me in
1: um yeah. Then you've got like several camps. Like Don Bluth was leading yeah. one. Um, they tempted a whole bunch of CalArts Arts animators to work specifically on this film. They had. Oh, right. They used to have brochures of like, if you come to the Disney Company, you'll get to work on this Black Cauldron, and it's going to be everything. Like it's oh, wow. it's going to use CGI. It's going to use hologram. Like hologram. But it was just a picture of the, use- of
2: the like a scene from the film that they were shaking about. They wouldn't actually show them anything <laughs> from the film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In the
2: pamphlet. Um,
0: Uh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it was very restless. And not only that, like, you think of how fractured and strange this film is and meandering. And it's because, like, no one knew what the film fucking was. And what they did agree on, they would, yeah, go back and and reverse it. Like, literally, directors Mm. of different animation scenes, they were like, ah, we're feeling a bit stale. Let's just yeah. trade. So they would trade <laughs> yeah. sequences and then cut and, like, edit to suit whatever the fuck they were doing. But because no one agreed on a cohesive wow. style. yeah, It's just... It's a mess. And then, yeah.
0: I was just going to say, the film does play like a film that has nine different credited writers because it has nine different credited writers and those are
1: probably storyboard dudes. Exactly.
2: This is what would happen when animation first became a thing, is a showcase. (laughs) We go, hey, look at what we can do with animation. Here's Mm. these bunch of scenes that aren't necessarily connected.
0: That's exactly the thief and the cobbler, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes, yeah. And you can... Well, obviously that animator was from Disney. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, oh, what? Richard worked in that kind of way. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. I always want to say Harris, Adams? but that's not right. Um, yeah. One thing that knows.
0: this story does really feel is underpopulated. It feels like there are three locations yeah. and five people in this world.
2: And even in those locations, yes. there's this real feeling of dissociation and detachment. They're in the, the lair, the scene where they're trying to force Hemwen to show them the location of the cauldron. And even in an animated yeah. film, it doesn't feel like Taron is in the same room as anybody else because they've got this weird shot, oh. reverse shot going on. They're not letting mm. us see the whole yeah. scene play out. Um, right. It's like they're, they're, they're limited yeah. by, by these arbitrary r- 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 uh, limitations they've imposed on themselves.
1: Yeah. It, to me, it feels like the most of the world is clearly just taken up by the the, the Horned King's castle. Yes. It's, it's, it's so strange. And also like... And I think it's because no one agreed on a style or, mm. you know, you talk about it being rip-offs of Aurora and Peter Pan and um, Geppetto because they had all this concept art and and had animation, but then scrapped that, got this old animator in who was, funnily enough, responsible for Peter Pan. Right. Like I mean, beauty. It, that hero is and fucking Peter
0: Pan. That's It's just yeah, who that is.
1: They'd given him no concept mm. art. And, and made him come in and do all this character design. So we've got that. And then we've got this really interesting, like, I want to say, like, Ralph Bakshi fucking style of, like, the Horned King, where it's a lot more proportional and spooky and sketchy. Um, and then you've got the matte paintings. But then you've got... And the, who looks like out of Charlotte's Web, yeah. Like, it's just s- warring styles and nothing quite... It's like you got, you know, 20 people yeah. in separate rooms. And you said... Here's one map painting and a brochure mm. for the Black Cauldron. Brochure for Skegness. Uh, make it. <laughs> yeah. Have
0: either of you heard of the Brothers Hildebrandt? Heard of. Let me. No. Yeah, they were a couple of fantasy artists back in the 70s and 80s who used to draw these sort of very lush, richly coloured and detailed uh, fantasy scenes. And my parents had a book of um, this art. They did a lot of stuff for Lord of the Rings and other... Um,
1: yeah, kind of uh, things.
0: They even did this Star Wars poster. Well,
1: did they? <laughs> did they do anything for the Chronicles of Prydain? because I looked up a lot of the um, cover art actually for mm. those books because I was interested to see like what Taran was meant to look like, what Ailomwi mm. was meant to look like. Uh, that apparently, that you know, the, like the
2: Chronicles of Prydain has such an amazing arc for Taran where he becomes—it's yeah. a very melancholy. Yes, like this state of ennui he finds himself in. It's like this hero's lament, and mm. like none of that's mm. in here. And in fact, no, no, no character at all is in it for Taryn. Um, yeah, like th-
1: no Taren has a very annoying, so th- fucking like, milk I get what they're trying to yeah. do right, because sometimes it is nice to see a naive character done well. You know, because he basically he wants to be more than a pig assistant. He wants <laughs> to be a big <laughs> who warrior. Who wouldn't? And he has to come to <laughs>
0: who dreams of ending yeah. their story <laughs> he- at pig assistant. <laughs>
1: Me uh... <laughs> one day, and she was the mightiest warrior of all. But sadly, traded it all in to be a big farm. That would be great. Someone um, who starts
0: off as a great yeah. noble warrior and aspires to be the lowly farmhand.
1: That's that's been it's done. It's kind of like Sam Neill's career. <laughs> that arc could have worked very well in term like in terms of he has to learn he's not all that in a bag of chips, and that's good. Yeah. Not even a bag and of he- chips, and he has to. Yeah, he has to work up to Mm, that, right, which is the hard part and the annoying part, but it's good. Um, But because he doesn't actually do anything Mm. for the film, Mm. that arc just becomes – his character becomes grating and annoying of someone being like, I'm a great warrior. Mm. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, It's it's, it's like – which is done much better in even <laughs>
2: We can all agree on that. It's like audience surrogacy <laughs> taken to the extreme. It's like, yeah, we need someone who's fairly, fairly nothing so the character can slot themselves in. Okay, well, let's do that so well that they've yeah. got nothing and then let's make two of those characters and make them the focus of this movie yeah. and then have their Aww. their assistant to be a mumbly, whimsical guy who just, you cannot understand a single fucking word that he's saying <laughs> no. as your comedic relief. And then Gergi.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, and and Princess Ailonmi could have been a really... Like I like the scene a lot where she kind of tells him off for a second because first of all I hate Taryn. It's <laughs> good to see someone rip him apart. Yeah. But but she in the books is like a warrior and like she it, she wow. is a princess. But it's more like um a magic family yeah. where all the all the women in her family um have some kind of affinity and that's why she has this bauble um which she's able to kind of keep learning how to use. Um, and unleash, like, unlock more magic within as she oh, kind right. of grows. Well, that makes um, sense as a person because
0: the bauble really yeah, is. and she's meant to be. I forgot about it after the first couple of minutes.
1: Oh, uh, it blips in and out. I was watching it with my housemate Costa, and he would keep going, "Where'd the ball go? Where? Where?" Oh, I was it's back. like FizzGig. Oh.
0: He's a little <laughs> bit like Fizz Gig, I guess, from uh, the Dark Crystal. He's just he's there <laughs> yeah. when he needs to be.
1: And the original concept art for Alomwi is kind of like of a of a. Of a scullery maid. Yeah. Like she's very scraggly and she's got these pippy long stockings, like yeah. um, pigtails. And she's got, ca- like, that's the thing. These You see a lot of this original concept design and because they had so many artists on it coming in and out and cranking out really weird shit. Yeah. Um, and they just got rid of all the character. Um, you know, it's, it's really yeah. annoying and upsetting. It because It's is um, with
2: storyboarding. They don't. Yeah. didn't seem to <laughs> concern themselves with creating the characters
0: no yeah but yeah to shift into positive stuff just for a minute i really liked the look of the world as we've mentioned it looked a lot like the yeah. sort of great 70s old um fantasy art there are certain locations which i'll mention in um in the quick firing that looked just very detailed and lived in um and there's also a great sort of grandiose technicality with some of the action sequences and particularly i love whenever magic's used magic looks cool in this that sword yes. is awesome
2: <laughs> the, the sword is genuinely yeah. the best thing in the movie
3: the sword i loved yeah yeah
1: i loved like the actual black cauldron um yeah. Yeah. When we saw that that was Very menacing it was really done in this yeah, yeah lovely all the map paintings in this yeah. look gorgeous yeah um and you're right. It could have been this uh, weirdly. On my second watching, I didn't. I wasn't as annoyed. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if it was because I was taking notes and so I had something to kind it of. It does like, help. I had my own thoughts to distract yeah. me. My own witty commentary.
3: Um, <laughs> Come to but, but, as <laughs> but
1: like the the kind of arc, it's like a, a standard fantasy arc. It's just that the characters are so bland, the, and the the pacing is terrible. Yeah. And I just wonder if it was tightened up, if we only had, you know, three main characters and you spent the rest of the time populating the actual world. um...
0: Yeah, if they'd run into another town, you know, just something, because an hour and 20 minutes is nothing. And it's It's, kind of amazing that the call to action that our three heroes grouply respond to happens 50 minutes in. Half an hour from the air. Like 20 minutes, yes. he's already climbing
2: into the castle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like,
2: oh, okay. We're just doing this now.
1: I've never in a film, well, maybe, but like so early on had the protagonist meet the main villain. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And the main villain to just be like, do you have a pig? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
3: mean, it's, it's fair. <laughs> <So, laughs> if, the,
0: if the villain had left the castle and like accosted our hero, you know, in his own town or something, but there needed to be more a sense of traveling into darkness by a gradual kind of. Mm. People underestimate this. They underestimate the importance of the fact, for example, that um, you know, the Star Wars trilogy, the original Star Wars trilogy, covered mm-hmm. very the best ones tended to only happen in three worlds, each one mirroring the act structure, and that the there would mm. be a different color temperature yeah. to each act. But it's important. It it, it especially for um. Films for kids It lets them know That you're further away From home In this I genuinely yeah. don't know If you could just walk Back to the cottage From where The cauldron is found I
1: think <laughs> you could <laughs> Yeah I think you could Because it- Send me another <laughs> bit I- of
2: bread <laughs> And he chucks it It's interesting that you were Mentioning Star Wars I was just about to draw Comparisons Because Taron he, He's got a bit of A Luke Skywalker feel At the beginning Oh yeah like, sure
1: he does glowing. He's a, a, <laughs> and, a, a useless twink I'll say Yeah <laughs>
2: But a, a, a bloody knobber is what he is. Um, he, he's moaning for no good reason, really. He's just bored. And um, well, yeah. boredom's a pretty good reason. It's the only thing I complain about. <laughs> um, it's
0: so the only ever. thing we've got left Generation Y.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> all <Yeah. laughs> so I'm allowed to feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are similarities. And then you know, there's a very sharp divergence mm. of the two uh, properties there. Yeah. um because yeah luke then goes off on a magical journey that becomes one of the most popular of all time in cinema and in, in this <laughs> he's he's got a pig and then that's it
1: <laughs> but he also proves <laughs> himself like yeah. you know p- people complain about luke whining a lot which is i think unfair and possibly they're mm. just remembering you know the first film but mm. by the end of the film he's had his mentor figure yeah well, he's, sure. he's had everything raised to the ground he's had his new mentor figure die he has to prove himself and he does yeah which is Mm. good and he keeps having to consistently learn and grow throughout the film so it's not it's not whining it's not grating he's a little kid who has to become a man it is whining
2: but it's not a bad thing that his character whines (laughs) it makes him perfect like the perfect person for this
0: he, he eventually, in theory, <laughs> oh. learns that there's a world outside of him, which I think is something that actually has yeah. done a bit better in um, most of the Star Wars sequels, except the last one.
1: <laughs> oh, my only family has just been burnt alive. Ah, quit your whining. I mean, it's basically
0: Finn's journey. <laughs> Damn in, kids. In the sequel trilogy, Finn's journey is, I have nothing and never have, and they're not allowed. I'm not allowed to have anything. Oh great, I'm free, I can yeah. do anything. Oh, but I should probably do something good. That's like the journey yeah. through The Force Awakens, and then you know, Last Jedi <laughs> goes further and extends beyond, oh, good doesn't just mean helping my friends, it means a much loftier sense of, you know, helping people around me. A- and in this, Taran's journey could have been something similar, of just sort of, I need to be stopped being so obsessed with my own legacy and my own sort of tales of glory mm. and accept, and sort of see why people do good things, why chivalry exists.
1: Yeah, or it could have been a real good kind of Aladdin arc, almost, where... You know, Aladdin has to learn to stop pretending to be someone he's not. Yeah. And so by the True. end, when he defeats Jafar, it's not by anything that he's got through magic or through riches. Yeah. It's by using the, um, you know, his street smarts, essentially, yeah. and his his roguish personality to defeat well, you know what? the big guy. They... Taran doesn't defeat the Black guy. He doesn't. He it's doesn't the little fucking
0: golem dude who does it. You know what? They actually head in that direction because after he saved the day, kind of, at the bridge... You know, the princess says to him the only thing special about you is that, you know, Shut the up, sword. Yeah. And he says, "No, it's not, that's not true," but you know, he must believe it in some way. Um, it kind of is true anyway. He picked yeah. up a thing he shouldn't have. It absolutely have. is. It's the best it's the only mm. moment of agency he has. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> he steals something from a corpse. But yeah, and
0: then later on he has to try and get out of trouble without the sword. Yeah. And he doesn't. And that's that's the opportunity then for him to show what he's learned. And you're right, he doesn't. It fucking Gollum does all of it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Huh. This is really Gergi's movie, actually. He's got an arc. Because sure. the whole thing, he's hes afraid and alone and, and cowardly. Like, he is cowardly. Yeah. Um, mainly because he's only just met these people. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: <laughs> we don't know what happened in his past. Yeah. Maybe he's got good reason to be cowardly. Maybe he's had horrible things happen when he was, you know, living in the fucking woods. Scrounging for food.
1: He becomes brave and goes and saves his friends and sacrifices himself. So he's got the most satisfying arc of anyone in this goddamn yeah. film. Should have been Black and uh,
0: colon, The Tale of Gergi.
1: Yeah, know, it's a good or wrong... Or just call it a Gergi saga. It's a good wrong
0: footing. It turns <laughs> out the town was not the fated one after all. Anyway, yeah, it was a very... It, there's a lot to be charmed by here, I think. It's um, got a lot going for it, but um, it, it is really hampered by what sounds like just a really bizarre approach to storytelling that mm. they had at the time mm. and maybe it was inevitable that this whole thing had to sort of collapse in this way so we could yeah. move on to prioritising you know real stories in our animation.
1: How very yeah. the last Jedi of you. <laughs> Let the past die. Kill it if you must. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no the point of the last Jedi you don't have to burn the past.
2: <laughs> and Jeffrey Katzenberg wow. didn't burn it so much as just con- he ate it and took
0: its power. He <laughs> just wanted to ignore it. Let's put the past somewhere really far away. On a shelf. Oh, That'll do. What's that, mate? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Great. <laughs> remember those fucking guys that you sent to work in that basement in the middle of nowhere? In the middle of buttfuck absolute nowhere? Sound like pricks that no one would like? Yeah, I remember doing that. Well, they've just made the best thing we've ever made. Oh, alright. Do they get to come back? No.
1: <laughs> I guess learnt being a dick is good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wanted to inspire you all. Now leave, please. Get out of my office. <laughs>
2: the people work best under a benevolent dictator i wouldn't call you benevolent jeffrey
0: benevolent you kept putting cigarettes out on us all right let's uh let's quick fire
3: fire.
1: i really liked the uh the design yeah the black cauldron like the opening I, I thought it was a really good opening. Yeah. We've got an appropriately sinister voice. Mm. We've got a map painting and the the detail on the black cauldron is really cool because it's got a lot of those, those Celtic kind of circle like circular designs. Um, the The legend it's done in a very succinct way of like yes. crazy, powerful evil man. Um, the only way he was defeated is he was trapped in this cauldron making it very very powerful. And um, could change the fate of the world as we know it. And the music builds up, and then we get title "Black Cauldron." Very good. Yeah, it's it's a strong opening. And the title's
0: really cool in a really cool font with like medieval script style. Yeah, design. That's yeah. It was really good. And I've got to say, it what it does right is it does get the dark aesthetic and atmosphere, you know, really well. I saw. Totally. I saw someone describing this as like Disney's ultimate Halloween movie, and I could totally see that because Mm. the gothic aesthetic. I mean, apart from that castle that really sum um summon up the Castle of Ortranto, the sort of gothic novel that sort of kicked off the movement. It does have that spooky Halloween aesthetic that Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I really like that. The two environments I really loved is the starting area, the spawn point, And Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And the uh the starting point when you play as the race of Tarrans. Um <laughs> the starting area for that—the the village, the little tap. Well, it's not a village, is it?
1: Greetings, outsider. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that little t- farm was really good. I liked it. I like the way the flo- the boards that they're walking have clearly been well trodden. Yeah, there's like little bits jutting out, and it just—it was a lovely, little evocative environment that I really liked. And
1: yeah, there's a lot of character in it. Yeah, that.
0: there really is. And the other environment I really loved was the king's tomb uh, that they happen upon. Yeah, that was just. Yeah. Oh man, you want to explore that?
1: I will. S- <laughs> Yeah. I will say, like, the black ca- the the Horned King's castle yeah. I found really good. Like mm. really creepy. It's um it's not a style of castle we've seen in any of the Disney films, although some of it mm. is a bit evocative of you know, Snow White, a bit evocative of Sleeping Beauty. But the actual castle design is is new. I like how old and, yeah. and decrepit it looks. I like that it looks sad and dark and it makes sense that the that maybe the Horned King has has kind of taken over, yes. but he he can only take over the dregs, right? He wants he he wants to be a god and this is not the, the castle of a god, it's the the castle of like a ghoul. Mm. And he's all he's got is the outcasts and all these shitty rogue men as his army. Yeah. Um yeah, and and there's a lot of map paintings in there, mm. and the detail, and you've got the tomb, you've got like the kind of the hall where all the people eat, and yeah. and the throne room, and there's all these different rooms, and um, it's very narrow in design. It's it's quite cool. Yeah. I really really like the castle. It's a good castle,
0: good haunty castle, uh, Goodman.
1: <laughs> it's no Casper, you know. Oh but, yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> what is? <laughs> what could
2: be? um i grouped together a few like animation examples that i thought were excellent so Enwin's face most most of the time is just amazing and and expressive and gets across so much more character than um a lot of the humanoids who at times do just seem to have a still frame when they're speaking um this one in particular, when firstly dipping her snout into the water, is adorable. Yeah. But when she's digging into the bowl of food at yes. the beginning, her face it's goes so from happy. unsure to disgusted. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: she's
2: she so saucy, food. isn't yeah. she? Weird I
0: love
2: detail. <laughs> and at, at, at that point, I thought, oh, this film's just going gonna, gonna to be so detailed and touching yeah. and full of gorgeous moments like that. And it just wasn't. A couple more the water in this film. Like, in films of this era, it looks so cozy. It reminded me of the BFG, oh. um, those steamy blue-green baths. Oh, yeah. Where you just It looks nothing like real water, mm. but I want a bath, want a bath, bath. Yeah,
0: Disney always had um, that. I remember water in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was crazy, like in the washing up scene. It's like, how do you get bubbles that are like a thick kind of foam that you can apply to things and that twinkle yeah. in the light?
1: It's all the fluoride in the water, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the chemicals the government puts in there.
0: <laughs> 4G! Why do you think those little fellas are so small? <laughs>
1: And Oracula
0: <laughs> Bloody Colgate. <laughs>
2: um, two more, and Gergi dies on an apple. He looks like it looks a bit like Fizzgig, actually. Yeah, Gergi was an interesting looking man. He looked like he was from Snatch or something. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Did you say interesting looking man?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <Tiny Brad> <laughs> Very interesting child.
0: <laughs> what a strange fella. The of,
1: in the live action Black Cauldron, it will be played by Brad Pitt.
0: It's funny that one of your issues with the human characters was that you felt that they stood still too much. I found that. Or like when talking, I found they were so over animated. Mm. If you look at a scene mm. it, where they're not meant to be saying anything, like when they're reacting in fear at the cauldron born, yeah, they're just moving around and not yeah. remaining still for a single frame. No, I and I think that's quite it's representative. Not not their
2: bodies, it's just their mouths would occasionally stop moving. Yeah. When the rest yeah. of their the rest of them were still <laughs> moving, their mouths would no longer like, track see. what they were saying. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm going to blast through a, a, a kind of list of creepy moments because okay. I do quite like the idea of this being a really creepy, spooky film. So obviously The Horned King, um, John Hurt's voice is always going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, but I like I like the style. I, like I kind of said, Ralph Bakshi, but it almost looks like he's rotoscoped and 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 um, there's a lot of sketchiness to to the the animation in terms of, I don't mean he, he looks a bit dodged, uh, I just mean like, there's a lot of line work um, and it kind of looks like he's sometimes clipped out uh, which adds this really spooky spooky feeling mm.
3: um
1: the uh uh like there's a there's a little bit where um Creeper comes in and he's afraid to tell the Horn King that he really fucked the pooch and that Tyrans escaped and Henwood's escaped and it's all, yeah. all fucked. And the Horn King just kind of moves to look at him and his mouth is already agape and kind uh-huh. of like slack and hollow. And I just, I was really really creepy the 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 car creep is bringing in a car of dead bodies um to use as the cauldron born and you know he's kind of getting the guy to to bring it up the ramp and there's a little bump and a skeleton a a dead body's arm just falls Mm. out of the car and that's quite creepy and dark and they don't really they just breeze past it which is great because it really lets that creepiness kind of sink in when the cauldron born are brought back to life it's this got this wonderful, um, you know. They used dry ice. They filmed dry ice to mm. overlay, which is what gives it all the smoke, yeah. the the electric greens and blues and and reds yeah. of any magic that happens in this film is really great. Um, it's this wonderful still frame of of the Horn King kind of throwing his arms up, and and you know all this magic coming out of the cauldron, and um, yeah, when they when they do start coming back to life, it is quite creepy. Obviously there's a lot cut from this scene and mm. they do get progressively worse uh, you know poor more uh, quality in animation kind of decreases because <laughs> they yeah. clearly had to put some shit back in um, but I liked how just kind of slowly they moved it wasn't it's like it's not like they're running out to storm, but this the the fear comes from that this is an undead army. They can go as slow as they like; it doesn't yeah. matter because their victory will be inevitable. And oh. um, when they're walking out, there's no music. Yeah, yeah. There's no music at all, and I found that really, really creepy. This kind of quiet, slow death of the world.
3: Um,
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, and the Horn King getting sucked into the to the cauldron it was really horribly animated i mean horribly in that it was good yeah but it's it's horrible to see the the flesh kind of peel away from his body and he's still kind of like you know trying to fight against it and basically all of his innards kind of get sucked in it's it's like um yeah it's really really horrible and i liked it (laughs)
0: <laughs> cool. Good stuff I mean the entire Cauldron Born sequence I think deserves a mention It's A really a stagger Even in its sort of Slightly butchered form It's um Because I don't think We really needed to see One of um The fucking guy's men Disintegrate in the mist And turn into a skeleton That wasn't Did necessary way. For the kids film <laughs> Kids need They need, need to that, learn yeah. <laughs> Well if we're not Going to parent them enough They need to see stuff like that <laughs> They've got to They've got to Before they get to Their f- 12th birthday <laughs> um, <laughs> Before they become a man and yeah. take a wife. <laughs> they have to. F- they have to fight their own. F- fight off their own skeleton men. So <laughs> very literal skeleton. Yeah, I think. <laughs> That's the entertainment I've booked for the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's yeah that sequence is just really quite something. And the other big animation sequence I'd like to mention is um, the birds catching the pigs, which I did allude to earlier. But there's mm. one particular shot that really impressed me. Where oh, I think I know which one it's probably the the one right because the one of the the one of the birds has captured at this point we only know there's one bird i think and it's captured the pig and our hero runs after and grabs onto the tail and is being dragged and suddenly a second bird just slams him into the ground so he looses yeah. the tail and then bounces off again in one seamless mo- movement and it's
1: yeah
0: it's great <laughs> and it's he's
1: really bleeding good. after that which i yeah? know like uh my housemate mentioned he was like Whoa, because uh, when <laughs> Taran gets up, he's got a bloody lip, which is like not something we often see in Disney films. We don't see pain or, you know, we don't see impact or, or yeah. people bleeding a lot, which I thought was um really spooky. No. And I was going to, yeah, that scene is, that whole scene is wonderful. One of the tiny little detail
0: that I really picked up on is the animation of the pig's lead as he's leading him through the forest. It was very careful the pig kept walking around him and the lead would catch on his legs and I'd think oh they're going to do a joke where he trips but he doesn't that's just a little detail that it's now around his legs and yeah that was that really impressed me um and the only other thing I'd like to say about animation is there was a good sense of danger from most of the weapons like when a blade has to slam into a wall there's a good sense of weight
1: to it I found I think I have my last one good thing and it's literally I may be reading too much into it Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a jump off thing from Creeper and that he has, uh, um, you know, in this abusive relationship, <laughs> when Tarin, Ilomwi and Flutaflam are escaping, he t- kind of turns around in shock. And when he's distressed, he puts his hand on his throat. Mm. And I was like, oh, is that foreshadowing that the Horn King strangles him? And he, Maybe. that's his way of kind of, you know, it's, um, it's recalling that kind of, uh,
0: yeah, like instant. Like oh shit, I'm going to get choked.
1: Yeah, emotions of fear and 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 um, you know, uncertainty. I don't know, but it was I, I liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um when he, I noticed him grip his neck when I was watching some clips back and it's after that he uses the magic sword Taron, on the chain in order to break it open so that they can escape. Mm. And it he, he quickly grips his neck. Grips the little the goblin throat, dude. Yeah, And I I wondered if that was um oh, shit, I wouldn't like to get that thing around my neck. <laughs> like, oh. back when it was just a sword, I didn't mind so much. But now I know it's magic. Ooh, that could really hurt. Ah, okay. <laughs> but that was just my Same impression scene, of it. Same seen different might... readings. I like yours. I like yours better. It's more meaningful, <laughs> the idea that, yeah, he's thinking, oh, I'm so going to get choked for this.
1: Yeah, well, because when he when he realizes that the Horned King is dead, he's kind of like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm free. I'm free. I can live the <laughs> life I want. Um, Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is Creepers film too. Fuck it. Give <laughs> yeah. it to the sidekicks. Give it to the sidekicks. They're the ones who really matter. Um,
0: yeah. My last one then is I want to highlight the sound and the music. Um, I'm, I was watching this on my computer from my little, you know, PC speakers. But even then it was enough to realise that there's some impressive sound work going on here. Because this movie went to theatres in 70mm and with something like six channel surround sound. Yeah. And it's got a soundtrack by Elmer Bernstein previous yeah. or What a Lovely Score contestant i guess um yeah. from wild wild west i believe and yeah it's it sounds great it's, it's a great really soundtrack. good sounding movie yeah both sound effects and in music
1: some of the technical things in this film are really uh, exemplary like uh... This is not the first Disney film to use computer-generated imagery hmm. because they were also developing the Great Mouse Detective at the same time and one of the animators who got kicked off this and went for the Great Mouse Detective was, was kind of developing this software. And so they kind of said, oh, can we use that on this? So they did. So a lot of the the magic and um, they were going to do like 3D um, holographic things for the the cauldron born which didn't end up happening because they went over budget right but this was this was the first one that was released because they were developing at the same time so it is technically the first disney film released to use computer generated imagery so i yeah. thought that was interesting
2: <laughs> that is interesting A long way princess she's holding up the pants of old geppetto um <laughs> patch that she just sang on the oh, yeah. she goes oh it's not perfect and she goes on talking unbeknownst to the patch coming off again it just falls isn't attention out.
3: to yeah.
1: <laughs> I just thought she was a dick because <laughs> she was like it'll hold as it falls apart
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was cool
1: alright then did we get anything from the OG team, team.
0: we got a little bit from the OG, OG
2: team team We're out of time oh, so OG Well, Jen Blundell, who did take umbrage to the fact that we were doing this um, one good thing, says, Having watched some YouTube clips, I have now realised it's been far too long since I saw this to remember it. I think I was remembering Quest for Camelot, another animated movie set during Arthurian times by Warner Brothers. Also not well rated, but I definitely remember enjoying it. There's a good (laughs) chance that Baby Me found the Black Cauldron too scary. It's pretty spooky for a kid's
0: film. The evil dude has a great voice too. It's the Quest for Camelot, the one with the two-headed dragon, one of which is Eric Idle.
1: Yes, I actually have put forward uh, uh, during recommendations Quest for Camelot because that was one I enjoyed a lot as a kid, uh, <laughs> but I recognize it's not a great film. Oh, However, God. in watching The Black Cauldron, I was like, I feel like maybe The Quest for Camelot is a lot stronger oh, in terms of storytelling, which is terrible because it's not good. It's not good, guys.
2: Over on Twitter, Christopher Bond. Mm. From Baby Beard said, it seems bad and yet they have the word masterpiece on the cover and Disney would never lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. Never
0: will. You can trust them. Painfully honest. Send them all of your money.
1: Yeah, bold of them to release it on DVD at least. Usually they hide all their stinkers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Return of Jafar, box (laughs) set. Anything else from the OGT? No, thanks OGT. Thanks OGT. Thanks OGT. Use this French insults. God, that hurts. Um, yeah. Oh God. Okay, let's talk about the one better thing.
1: The one better thing. Thank
2: you. <laughs> oh, brilliant. We'd actually used all the charges on our last jingle, so um, we did need a new <laughs>
1: It's
0: like a blasting
2: We rod. have to
1: pay for these?
0: <laughs> Got to get it refilled at the nearest Every station. Every time
1: it... Every time it's used, Goodman sends an invoice to the podcast.
0: (laughs) To himself. He's the only one who would take care of that sort of thing. He puts it for his own letterbox. I haven't paid it once. He puts it for his letterbox and comes in, finds it, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Another bloody bill. (laughs) Bills, bills, bills. Prick on, touch again. Ellen, what was your one better thing? The one better thing.
1: So... Um, I've kind of cheated and got two because I can't remember if you've mentioned this no. before in a one one better thing. Let's um, find out. I know you mentioned Cartoon Saloon a lot. Oh, you uh, know what? This is so
0: crazy. You're about to recommend the film that I picked first and then abandoned because I have done it before.
1: <laughs> ha ha. Oh shit, you've done it before. Oh, no, but fuck. go for it. Okay, well, The Secret of Kells uh, by yeah. a Cartoon Saloon which uh, uses a lot of Celtic imagery. It's mm. about the story of the Book of Kells, which is a uh, Bible that yes. was brought, uh, that was saved during the, the Viking an pillages of an Ireland, an illuminated Bible, um, and 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 made in um, in this place called Kells, and it's mm. in. Beautiful illustration. The monks spent a lot of time finding new inks. It's got gold embossing. It's really beautiful. And actually, I, I got to see it in Ireland and I was so. How oh, awesome. So lucky. And, and you know, we saw all these like little loops and, and illustrations in, in painstaking detail blown yeah. up on big posters. And then when we go in past the exhibit to see the actual Bible, it's tiny. Yeah. It's really <laughs> small. So they were working on this crazy crazy scale and they even they've even got like little like easter eggs in some of their art where it's like brother brian i'm so tired of looking at these fucking spirals (laughs) um yeah it's really great yeah but the movie is amazing it's it's this uh uh young um monk who who kind of uh gets introduced to the book of Kells and learns about this kind of magic and and meets this um She's like a forest. She's like a fair folk kind of, forest yeah. spirit thing called yes. a- a- Aislinn, and um, it's really the art is gorgeous. It's done yeah. in that Celtic style, um, the the loops and the the detail in it. it is really really gorgeous, and it's such a magical film. It is, um, and very dark as well because it you know the threat is is these people coming yeah. to to conquer Ireland, um, and so it's that perfect mix of. You know, you've got stunning animation and art. You've got this um, yeah. fantasy that dips in between reality and also legend, and then you've got this really established um, Irish and Celtic lore that's woven in. Well, that's that's yeah, The Secret of Kells. It's a wonderful film. Yeah, and then just shortly, um, if you still want that fantasy element, you want kind of, um, but you still want cartoony characters, and if the the uh, the Secret of Kells would be a bit too scary, and you want to kind of flirt with that, you know, medieval dark fantasy thing, but still not scar your children for life. I will say, um, Sword in the Stone by Disney, because um, yeah. it's it's a really fun romp. You go on. Uh, it does locations a lot better than mm. this film. Like they they jump from a lot of locations in Sword in the Stone, but you always kind of feel like you're orientated and safe, and you know where it's going Mm. Um, and also you've got two main characters that's it and the dynamic works and you don't have to you know uh, worry about meeting all these different fucking characters and knowing that they're going to be just there throughout the film yeah yeah, that's that's my one better things
0: cool when you first recommended the black cauldron i did think that it was this (laughs) i thought it was this uh, because i remember seeing pieces of this as a kid yeah the sword, the sword and, the sword stone. and the
1: stone it's a it's a good so, film yeah and it's also got another <laughs> big titty animation lady because uh, i'm fairly sure merlin gets they like turn into different animals and uh the, when they're both squirrels there's like this big titty squirrel oh, right. that like starts flirting with merlin and he's like yipes
0: <laughs> definitely check both of those out secret of kells is great and it's got a great brendan gleason voice performance he plays a very assured fatherly kind of figure and I love that. That always makes it It
1: also happy. can't not I can't throw a dart at an Irish film and not have Brendan Gleeson in it.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, he's just such a charming presence in that and in song of the sea the next cartoon saloon film
1: yes because song of the sea is honestly probably my favorite i
0: am following katzenberg over to dreamworks only not really because it doesn't seem like he was very involved in the production of this one as with most of his projects (laughs) (laughs) um i'm going to talk a little bit about how to train your dragon it's a good film it's it's really sweet the humor doesn't quite uh, resonate with me sometimes it's a bit the, mm. the humor's a bit young but aside mm. from that it's a really sweet story um about a young lad who lives in a village which is ter- well terrorized by dragons and they fight this kind of ongoing war against dragons um and suddenly the son finds um whose name is hiccup he finds a fallen uh very rare dragon who he injured and he takes responsibility for it and tries to bond with it and get it to and basically tries to learn how to train it um, mm. and writes the sort of rule book on doing so but more than anything else it's actually a film about prejudice um, the entire village is just completely afraid of the dragons and unable to see the sort of good qualities in them and it's about the young learning to challenge and sort of overcome the prejudices of their parents which is a very powerful thing I think it's a very interesting way of telling that story in a sort of highly fantastical way. And it's, mm. yeah, entirely about the young sort of coming up with their own perspectives and how that can be, you know, useful in such a way. Mm. And it's about burning the past, killing it if you have to.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> a great film. I love it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, how's Train Your Dragon, and to a lesser extent, it's sequels. I like the second one a lot. And the third one was, um, mm. I remember thinking it was all right. But the first one, I, I think, is not- something really special.
1: Yeah, I've not seen the third one. Yeah. You can't, you can't beat How to Train Your Dragon. Like the, it's just so <laughs> wonderful, and like some of the best character design as well. With Toothless, oh, man.
0: Yeah, mm. it's such a good character design. And um, mm. also, I think we mentioned before John Powell's incredible score. Yeah, John yeah. Face Off Powell really brought the
3: uh, <laughs> brought the good <laughs> stuff to this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the bit where they're riding big dragons dragon. in the water
0: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. i'm going to go with onward it has the same sort of aspirations to and love of fantasy it's a really cool fun story full of charming comedic moments and like inside yeah. out like toy story broach is a very difficult topic um mm. and does it with a lot of love so much so that it's going to stick with you it's the, um, the
0: topic in this case being loss of parent
2: a very disney oh, wow definitely yeah. definitely difficult but it's uh, it's uh, it's just so well done just like inside out and Toy Story, as I said.
0: <laughs> Onward is an extraordinarily sweet film and holds a special p- place in my heart right now being one of the final films I saw at the cinema. yeah, I haven't just...
1: seen it yet because of that reason. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to see... I'll, I'll go see Onward. And then I peeked outside of my window and saw uh, everything was on fire and <laughs> burning around me. And... Viggo yeah,
2: Mortensen was dragging a small boy through the wasteland.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I thought... Adelaide took it hard. And I thought, perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm, And that was just the results of the the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) We hate Parasite! So. (laughs) Onward is brilliant. Secret of Kells is great. My thing was also good. (laughs) Let's. Yay for us. Yay for us and for coherent thoughts. The one better thing.
1: Ellen, how can people find out about all your endeavours? Your quests. Oh, shit! Uh, so obviously, I'm part of Baby Beard Media, which you can find on uh, any any good podcatcher. We have a Futurama podca- podcast, "Shut Up and Take My Podcast," which is a gauntlet-style podcast where we try and find the best episode of Futurama. Then we've got Roll to Cast, uh, which features lovable Scamp Goodman doing all the bloody music for us, isn't it? All yeah. the uh,
0: chimney sweep songs. Yeah, <laughs> all his recorded music. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bold to do a techno yeah. sci-fi thriller <laughs> solely on the recorder, but um, yeah, it makes it work, he though. He stood that outside of <laughs> cat
1: He stood outside of Blade Runner twenty forty nine uh, with a cassette player, <laughs> <laughs> and he bootlegged it and he sold it to us, okay. um,
2: and it worked. Came off really well.
1: Worked, yeah. Uh, obviously, that's a uh, RPG podcast where we jump from a different. Uh, uh, each season is a different game. Um, uh, So with our first one being Cyberpunk 2020, Mm. our second one being Vampire the Masquerade, and our third one to be Revealed! Um, Uh Uh-oh! Monopoly. Yeah, check this.
0: (laughs) The role-playing game. (laughs) Shoe! I might have known I'd seen you in a place like
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) At the bottom! Uh, Because it's a shoe, get it? Uh Anyway, uh, yes, and you can check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram at BabyBeardMedia, my own bullshit. Uh, you can find yeah. me on Instagram at, at LEB96. Because um, sometimes I do like uh, cosplays that associate with Baby Beard, and also just like my own shit. I'm my own person. I'm allowed to have a personality outside of this.
0: Fuck yeah. So yeah.
1: You can also just find me in the street yelling.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Good one. How can people hear about our, our yelling? Our Welling? How can people hear about Welling and Kent? <laughs>
2: If they want to hear about welling in Kent, then they gotta go there and live the welling life. Hashtag welling life. <laughs> um But until uh, then, if you want to hear our yelling on well yelling on welling, um and and dwelling on welling, some say that we shouldn't, we should just move on.
0: <laughs> some say but you never truly leave welling. All roads lead <laughs> back to welling.
2: It's Hell in Welling. <laughs> and and as we um strike the death knelling on our own podcast incredibility um facebook and twitter ogt pod we put the call out for the ogt team every week every week now every week heed that call yeah please do um tell us the good things about the films that
0: we do heed the call of the wild come forth <laughs> and tell us the good thing about mean guns <laughs> <laughs> One quick mention. Jesus Christ, look at the time. Yeah, me and Katie Maiden are doing our own podcast called The Scottish Film, I think. Um, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> it is it
3: what it's called. It was a very clever f-
0: thing. It is what it's called, The Scottish Film. We're reviewing as many adaptations of Macbeth as we can find. We just did a fucking Verdi opera. How crazy is that shit? So, Holy shit. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Akira Kurosawa films, samurai movies, 50s mob movies. Turns out Macbeth really brings out the weird in people, so come he- <laughs> hear us. <laughs> Talking about that over at The Scottish Film, which you can find at Screen Mayhem, where my reviews also are.
1: Mm, fantastic. Ah, good stuff.
0: I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman.
1: I'm Ellen Graham.
0: And remember, one good thing about the Black Cauldron.
3: Munches and crunches.
0: the Munches and the Crunches. Take care.